0: Praise the Lord. Episode 38. thirty-eight. That's how I used to answer the phone. With my family when we were growing up. Me
1: too. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the island, resident.
0: <laughs> yeah, the kids used to make fun of me in school. They'd be like, "Praise the Lord, yo! You gotta say praise the Lord." I'd be like, "Yeah." My mother made me do that much, so they had called just to make fun of me. Say, hear me say praise the Lord. So I stopped answering the phone. My mother be like, "Go get it." No. Like, nope. nope. In the bathroom. <laughs> I'm in the bathroom. I got my own
1: phone line now, so when that happened,
0: I stop. And you start saying praise the devil. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Episode 38. Real church matters. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with
1: You know what it do.
0: No, they don't. <laughs> so what is your name? <laughs> it's on that what do you think this is? 92 Jams? <laughs> Where Real Church Matters, we talk about real church matters because guess what? Real church matters. They matter a little bit. Something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, can see, I can see what this is gonna be. So
1: they matter a lot. Let's get to the
0: housekeeping before you, you mess this whole thing up. You can visit us on realchurchmatters.com. On there it takes you to all of the, the uh episodes. If you're not inclined to iTunes or SoundCloud But if you are, please subscribe on iTunes Follow us on SoundCloud Share it with your friends and family We appreciate it Shout out to each and every person who listens And uh, contributes to the, uh, the few lo- the few listens we get <coughs> uh, Thank you to everyone who listens Who shares it At least you sharing it They may not be listening when you ask them to but shout out to everybody that's just contributing in some way and participating in some way in this progress of faith that we're trying to do.
1: And a special shout out to our continued supporters, our Patreon supporters. I feel like we haven't shouted them out in a while. Yes, please. So shout, so we thank shout, shout you them guys out.
0: out. And we got something cooking. I said we thank you guys I, well, out. <laughs> I feel like because y'all my family, y'all going to get exclusive access to everything that we got going on. Um... The music that I have coming out Make sure y'all get it for free Make sure they get it for free Um Not just that The uh Additional uh Merch that we're creating mm-hmm. We'll continue to make sure y'all get your hands on that for free Just to show you that we appreciate you Um It's not a small thing To have people listen to you And since we have that audience I'm always appreciative of it Um What am I missing? Am I missing Uh, anything?
1: Likewise Life. If you guys want to check out any of my articles, you can go to LikewiseLife.com. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Godolikewise.
0: And Antoinette just recommitted herself back to the Lord. So we're going to start getting some more content. (laughs) We're going to start getting some more good content. Um, As always, we appreciate you. We do not do this for audience. It's obedience over audience. But since we have an audience, let's get to it.
1: Let's get to it.
0: Episode 38, we're going to talk about, what are we going to talk about?
1: Mm, I don't know what you want to call this.
0: We're going to talk about obedience.
1: I feel like we did something called obedience.
0: We did, we did, but we're going to talk about obedience from a different perspective. We're going to talk about obedience that leads to success. Mm, Okay. All right. I don't know what we'll end up calling this. But everybody that goes in life, everybody, I start I sound like I was about to start rapping. Mm-hmm. Everybody that goes through things in your life, he, he, one thing you know is there's nothing worse in life than doing something for nothing. And I feel like that's what obedience does for us. It gives us an opportunity to do something for something, where just doing things without obeying God is doing it for nothing. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're talking about today. And it all centers around Luke chapter 5, verse 1. And in this uh, particular passage of scripture, it says, And now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Genesaret, and he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake. But the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets and he got, Jesus got into one of the boats, and that particular boat was Simon's, and he asked him if he could pull it a little bit away from the land, and he sat down and began teaching the people from the boat, and when he finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch, and Simon answered and said, Master, We worked hard all night and we caught nothing. But I will do as you say and let down the nets. And six, when they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish and their nets began to break because it was so much fish. And they signaled to their other partners on other boats to come and help them. And they came and they filled both the boats. And so they began, so much so, did they begin to sink. But when Simon Peter saw that, he fell down at Jesus' feet saying, saying, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For amazement had seized him and all his companions because of the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not fear from now on, you will be catching men. When they had bought their boats to land, they left everything and followed Christ. And that was a lie, but I wanted to make sure we, we,
1: got, we, it all we out. got
0: that out. But um, one of the things that I took away from this is, number one, Jesus is setting the stage for his ministry. And these are the first disciples and he tested them. He was—he was basically tested them, in my perspective, to see if they were worthy to be his disciples. Mm-hmm. So he tested them by asking them to do something. And it's amazing because first well, thing—
1: I to do multiple things. Multiple <laughs> things.
0: First thing he did was get on a boat. Get on a boat that wasn't his. He didn't mm-hmm. ask permission. Nope. You know, these, the guys, they took that in stride. They let Jesus come in. Without no fight. Then he asked him, can you pull your boat away from land a little? Mm-hmm. He did. He asked that without even asking for permission to be on the boat. <laughs> then he said, can you pull your boat out to the deep so we can get some fish? This is where we get a little bit of words back. He's like, look.
1: We tried
0: this. I've I, I been very patient. <laughs> but we tried going fishing all night. Trust us. We're fishermen. There ain't nothing out there. But I'll do it. <laughs> but I'll do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He still had a level of obedience even though—
1: It was reluctant. It was
0: reluctant. So after he gets this big catch of fish, so much so that it sunk the, the boats, you see them—the way he responds is repentance because he said he's a sinful man. And He said he's a sinful man be, not because he didn't obey— But because of the heart in which he obeyed.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's all God wants from us is to be more concerned, not just about obeying, but obeying with the right heart. I think that's where we mess up. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think we
1: go through the motions. Go through the
0: motions where even when we as Christians are doing things, we're doing it reluctantly. Mm -hmm. We're not doing it in the right heart. Yeah. And we, we can consider ourselves just as sinful as Simon in this perspective. And God is testing us the whole way.
1: Yeah, I even called myself last night when I was about to pray. I'm like, am I doing this because I really fully believe that this works? Or am I just doing it just because it's something I'm used to doing? It's, like, it's worth a, a try. Right. You know, but I feel like that's the way we approach God is, a lot in our faith. That is.
0: We we feel these urges, these pulls on our life. We feel God making these ass. Mm-hmm. We feel Jesus pressing on us and and guiding us in ways. And we like, well, I already tried that, but it's worth a try.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What the heck? Yeah. Let's just do it. That's not the way we need to approach church. That's not the way we need to approach our careers, our families. We're in a position of our lives where we need to have implicit obedience. We need to obey God because obeying God unlocks a life that we never knew we could have. That's right. These are fishermen, and these fishermen were amazed at the catch of fish they got, not because it was fish, but because of the amount of fish. Mm -hmm. They got so much fish that their boat began to sink that they had to call the other people to help them take care of the fish. Mm -hmm. There's so much God wants to do for us. So much of our lives is us fishing and trying to catch. And God said, all you got to do is just be obedient, and I'll give you more than you need.
1: Yes, because he wants to use our lives to show his power. Like I feel like people forget that. Like It's not just about blessing you. It's about he wants his power to be seen through you.
0: And it's this constant ramping up of the obedience. Mm-hmm. So first he's like, just walking into your life. Mm-hmm. No questions asked, no permission. He's just walking into your life. Mm-hmm. Then he starts to ask you, hey, just pull away from those things that you used to do. Just a little.
1: <laughs> Go out into the water yeah. a little more. Yeah.
0: Then all of a sudden he pulls you out into the deep. He says, now I need you to draw something for me. Mm. I need you to get something for me. And we'd be like, you know, I, you know, I used to go to church all the time, but I'll try. And then he takes it a step further. After we see what that obedience profits us, we begin to get more humble.
2: Yeah,
0: we get, begin to come to our senses and say, "Man, I should have trusted you the whole time." That's how I felt.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Felt like, man, I should have trusted you more. I really should have trusted you when I was in my 20s. I should have trusted you in my teens. I should have just listened to you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then God says, it's okay. It's all right. Don't even worry about it. Now I'm going to give you another opportunity to trust me. I'm going to give you another opportunity to listen to me. Another opportunity to do it better. Now I'm not going to ask you to draw a fish for me. I'm going to ask you to draw men. I get so much out of that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel the ask getting bigger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm saying ask.
1: I, 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 with
0: I, a K. With a K. <laughs> I feel the, the things that God is asking me to do in my life, I feel it getting greater.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel it it growing from where it used to be. It used to be things that he asked me to do. It, it, it was simple. And I, I didn't get to catch what he was trying to do. Now he's like, I need you to draw something greater for me. Mm-hmm. I need you to draw men. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had we to understand God is causing us, calling us to obedience, to reap something for him.
1: That's right. And through that simple miracle, he was, sh- well, not simple, but that miracle, he was showing them like that one little step of obedience yeah. can bring in a whole a whole. Bunch of things. Like, you never even know what, what your obedience you can bring. You never
0: know what is going to come from just obeying God. Yeah. And that's what I hope people get from it. If y'all the type of people that just listen to the first 15 minutes and then cut it off, that's cool. We at 13 minutes right now. <laughs> oh, man. We
1: only got two minutes left.
0: <laughs> I got two minutes to let you know that <laughs> obedience is the key. It is. Obedience is the key. Now, I know... That you guys are in situations in your life where you feel like obedience isn't that simple, but it isn't that it's simple. It's just that it's better. We're not, we are trying to have stuff this simple no more. We're not concerned with that. I'm not concerned with simple. I'm not concerned with uh, how easy it is. I'm concerned with is it better. Mm-hmm. God's way is better. It is. The fishermen went fishing and people were skilled in their craft but still came up with nothing. Mm -hmm. Some of us are doing things we skilled in, doing things we understand, doing things we know, and are coming up with nothing.
2: Yeah.
0: You're coming up with nothing in your life. You've been married for 10 years. You're coming up with nothing. You've been working that job for 20 years, coming up with nothing. You've been going to church for 30 years, coming up with nothing. Trust me. What God wants to do is beyond what you know. He wants to let you know better. Yep. All you got to do is obey. So, some scriptures to go with that Psalms 33, 9 through 11 says, For he spoke and it was done, he commanded and it stood fast. The Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. He frustrates the plans of the people. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. There's some things that I want to make sure y'all understand in this. Number one, whatever God speaks is done. Now, in between what he speaks and what's done is you. Mm -hmm. Now, you like, hey, you just said if God speaking is done, so he don't need me. (laughs) That's where you got to understand how this works. When God sp- spoke it, it is done. But what is bound in heaven must be bound in earth. You you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hey, Let's put it this way. God called us to a life of freedom. But I won't feel that freedom until I obey what has been spoken so I can let it be done oh, in my life. Oh,
1: got you. Okay.
0: Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of us don't understand it. What God speaks is done. The only thing that's missing is, is obedience. You, yeah. That's true. Sure. That's what, what we're saying when we say amen is let it be done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let it be done. I w- w- The reason your prayer should end with amen is because you should be saying let it be done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm asking for you to speak in my life, God, but let it be done through my obedience. Yeah. It's a lot of things that God is speaking on your life, on my life, on people's lives, but they will never f- experience the done mm. until they obey. God might have already spoke your healing, but He needs your obedience for it to be done. He might have already spoke the freedom in your life. He might have already spoke that peace in your marriage. Might have already spoke that wholeness in your finances. Or in your mind. But he needs your obedience for it to be done on earth. That's right. On earth as it is in heaven. Yeah.
1: Because it's almost like how will you recognize? It,
0: it, that's that's our problem. We're in a position where we don't even know what's the holdup. Right. Not realizing this us. It's you. Yeah. You
2: know
0: what I'm saying? Think about it. From the time there was a boat full of fish... To the time before then, when there was no fish to be found that night when they went fishing, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: something changed. What changed? Jesus showed up, Jesus spoke, and we obeyed.
1: It has to happen, yeah. He can't just show up, yeah, you would have to obey.
0: Everybody looking for a formula. I don't got no formula for you, but I can tell you this. Jesus comes... He speaks, you obey, then you see the blessing.
1: And even when you think of all the miracles, a lot of the miracles that happened in the Bible, they were from, like you said, that person's obedience. <gasps> like the man by the pool of Bethesda, like he had to go and do what Jesus told him to do.
0: Yeah. It's not enough Be for Jesus healed. to show up.
1: No.
0: You know what I'm saying? Jesus walked past him. You don't get this blessing by walking past me. Mm mm. You don't get this blessing by just crying out to me. Once I come, I'm going to speak. And when I speak, you have to obey. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of the obedience is your blessing, your wholeness, your deliverance, your breakthrough, whatever you want to call it. Because I don't care what people call it.
1: (laughs) I've heard all of those. I don't care what
0: you call it. You call it your, your toothache. I don't care what you call it. Just know you ain't going to get whatever you call it without obedience. If you think that you're receiving things from God without you obeying God, you have him twisted. It says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Do not attribute the things that you've attained in your own disobedience as God's. It's not. That's a game that people play, and you got to be careful because here's the way God works. He speaks, it's done. It's done. He commands, it's established. It says, the Lord nullifies the counsel of the of the nations. What is he saying? The Lord nullifies, he voids the thoughts of the people.
2: Yep.
0: He voids the thoughts. He frustrates the plans. You want to know what it means to have your thoughts voided? That means you thinking about things, planning things, creating things, doing things for nothing. Yep. I don't want to do things for nothing. I want to do it for God. God is the one that's doing that. You think it's just you. You be like, man, I got to go back to school because it's not working. No, you don't need to go back to that school. You need to go back to the school of hard knocks, the school <laughs> of obedience. Yeah. I, you know, if I if if I had somebody, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. Not knowing them, it's time for you to know God. hmm These aren't the the things that are holding us back in our lives. The true glass ceiling. Everybody talk about a glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. They talk about being a minority. You know what? If I wasn't black, this would work out for me. I would have had a head start. If I wasn't a female, this would work out for me. I would have had a head start. You know what's your head start? You know what your secret to success is? Obedience. Obedience. Obedience breaks the glass ceiling. Obedience nullifies gender Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It nullifies Discrimination Discrimination, racism God nullifies He voids the plans of man When he speaks, it's done It just is He frustrates the plans of people Some of y'all are so frustrated Whatever you do, you're frustrated in it Why? Because it's not obedience (laughs) Everything you do should smell like obedience. Yeah. That's why that's why Cain was frustrated. Frustrated to the point of anger. Because he was doing but what he was doing wasn't was not enough. obedience. Mm-hmm. He was obeying, but not obeying.
1: And I know, like, what that frustration feels like. Like, you can, as soon as you read that story, you you know what it feels like to do, just spin your wheels, just trying different things, just trying to make what you want happen, happen, and. It does feel like somebody's like working against you almost. Feels like, like somebody
0: working against <laughs> like you. Like I just you, can't
1: get a break.
0: You just start saying stuff like I got the worst luck. Yeah. You start saying stuff.
1: I like, know people in my life that I think to myself like she really, he really does have yeah. bad luck. Like
0: you know what they, you know what they got? They got bad obedience. It's true. They need to line themselves up, obey God, and oh, some of y'all might be saying, obey what? God speaks. I know he's pressing on people's hearts. If he's not, you got bigger issues. You got bigger fish to fry. But I know for most of you, you you are hearing the voice of God. You're hearing it through his spirit. You're hearing it through the preaching and the teaching that you're hearing. And you're hearing it through the reading of his word.
1: Yeah. And a lot of that obedience goes with last week's podcast about understanding, like seeking him and your understanding is a part of that obedience.
0: Yeah. And if you're not in a position where you're seeking to understand, you'll never get there. But I know, here's the thing, the crazy thing about understanding is you have to want to understand understanding is something that you're trying to use. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. If you're not trying to obey God, you don't want to understand.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you
0: know what I'm saying? If you're trying to listen to what I said, do, and I talk a little bit mumbly, and you, you're going to be like, huh, what you said? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear what you said. Can you say it again so I could do it?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm just like, no, I said it once. You'd be like, no, you must not want me to do it. God doesn't mumble this stuff. He doesn't make it unintelligible. He makes it clear and if you didn't hear it, seek him harder and sure. say, say it again. And he's going to say it. And all you need to do is do it. Don't question it. Don't tell him what you know. Don't tell him what happened last night or the week before or two years ago when you tried. You know, I would preach the gospel every time I try. My church don't want me to be involved. That You know, the person in charge of that ministry. You know how many times I hear that? Yeah. People say... I would do stuff with the girls. I would do stuff with the women if the women's ministry would let me. uh that. Listen, <laughs> if God told you to do something, do it. The only thing in your way is you.
1: That's right.
0: I believe that.
1: I believe it too.
0: I don't even question when God asks me to do something. When I feel it pressed on my heart, I don't ask about anybody's opinion. I'm not. My first thought is not. I wonder will the pastor let me do it? I wonder will so and so help me? I'm not asking, I'm not looking for help. He didn't, he didn't put an all points bulletin. <laughs> this memo was not it was CC to all. Right. This was not a a, a, a what do you call it? An employee wide. This was not a an company em- wide. is not a company wide email. He sent me a personal message saying, right. Force, do this. I don't need a committee." That's some of y'all looking for a, a, a committee to obey. S- some of you wives, some of you husbands, God pressed on your heart to fast. Why are you trying to make your spouse fast? That's what I want to know. If he wanted your spouse to fast, guess what he would have did? Tell your spouse to fast. Some of y'all praying with your family and, and people fighting you on the prayer. If God didn't tell you to get them involved in it, why are you doing it? It's better to be obedient. It's
1: always.
0: Some of you, God did tell you to involve them. (laughs) Yeah. And you ain't doing it.
1: Yeah. So you
0: you wasting your
1: time just like them. Wasting your time.
0: Some of you, God told you, get out your war room and get to fighting. The war room, let me tell you about the war room, if you want to use that analogy. The war room is a place of strategy. But at some point, you got to get out the strategy and start to get to fighting. Everything that you do is so that you can do.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm praying so I can know what to do. Yes, the do is not the prayer.
1: People think it begins and ends with with prayer, and it it, it doesn't. It, it that's like you said, it's where you get your instructions. It's where you get so your, you can do. Yes,
0: he's if you concerned about somebody, you should be praying. God, guide me as to how I can be of assistance. Yes. Lead me. If you didn't, if you put it on my heart like this, you must want to lead me somewhere. If you didn't put it on my heart, then I should mind my business. One or the other. If you gave me this husband and he put me through the stuff he put me through, I'm pretty sure it's because you want me to do something. What do you want me to do, God? If you're you're not at that place with it, I promise you, you are missing the point of it all. You're missing the point of it all. you still throwing your nets and catching nothing. At the, by the time morning comes, you just cleaning em- empty nets. These men was cleaning empty nets until they filled their heart with God's word. That's right. His word stands forever. forever. Psalms 127, 1 through 2 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors. For he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Mm. I'm telling you, man. Now, I missed the 15-minute the people. Y'all gone already, man. <laughs> Dang, y'all gone. We ain't
1: do a little <laughs> goodbye message.
0: <laughs> we should. We should do a 15-minute goodbye message for the for the. The the one hit us. He said, "If the Lord don't build the house, you laboring in vain." Mm-hmm. We got to understand that. What a lot of us, you need to find out if you got a builder's permit. You got to find out if God is giving you clearance to build,
1: or even evaluating the things in your life and and figuring out is God the foundation of this thing. You know, yeah. you have to do that self evaluation.
0: If God's not the foundation, if he is not the the executor, if he's not the author, if he is not the person in charge, the person that gave you clearance, you are doing it in vain. There's somebody who's been married for 30 years and it's all in vain. Not because they weren't supposed to get married. God, God is pleased with marriage but because they wasn't obedient within the marriage.
1: Yeah. He still called it labor. He noted this it's hard work,
0: Come on, but now. yeah, it's in vain. Come on. You heard him when he said, marry, just like you heard, Simon heard him when he said, pull the boat out a little bit. You know what I mean? You, you <laughs> yeah. heard him when he said, stay with this man and give up everybody else for him. Just like Simon heard him when he said, pull out to the deep. But when he told him to get some fish, Simon was a little hesitant. When God told you to pray with your husband, when God told you to pray in the room and pray for him and encourage him, when God told you to read the word and to challenge the way that you operate in the marriage.
1: And be consistent. To be
0: consistent. When God told you how to pursue your career. When God told you to, what to prioritize, when he told you what to spend your money on, when he told you who to hang around, when he put pressed on your heart these things, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not talking about a Morgan Freeman voice. I'm talking about when you feel that press on you. This ain't no gut. This ain't no intuition. No. But when you feel guided and led and God has his hand on you and you say, But I tried that already. You know how many people give me excuses like that? Yeah. Their response to the word that we even share is I tried that. I was talking to somebody about praying. Not for this situation. This situation won't do it. I heard a pastor tell somebody, scriptures are good, but scriptures, you don't need scriptures at a time like this. Huh? (laughs) Jesus. There only scriptures at a time like this, think this is a time for scripture. I'm
1: trying to think about what situation does a scripture not cover.
0: I'm I can't to...
1: think of one thing that a scripture would not cover. But
0: Antonette. <laughs> if scripture if this is not a time for scripture, please tell me what it is a time for. Exactly. I wanna know. Because it ain't a time for man to operate in his own way. It ain't a time for man to be in his feelings. It's not a time for man to be led by his desires or his ideas or his thoughts or his understanding. It's a time for him to obey the word. That's right. No, he, he I mean, the person is right. It ain't a time to quote scripture. This is the time to live scripture. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Please don't tell me it's time for anything else. The only reason you at the point you are in is because God has created this to nullify to go back to him.
1: Yeah. and
0: frustrate what you're doing in yourself yep. so that you can obey him. That's, right. That's what we're here for. He said, the Lord guards the city. Think about the things that we guard. We, we, you ask yourself the question, what you building. Ask yourself, what are you guarding?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What are you protecting in your life? If you protecting it, but you ain't obeying God, if God ain't protecting it, then you keeping awake for in vain. He says you awake for nothing. You're aware for nothing. How many woke people you know? We know tons of woke people. They are awake. But God said you keeping awake in vain. Because if God doesn't guard it, if God doesn't care for it, he doesn't consider it precious. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't matter to him, that's what he's saying. (laughs) It doesn't matter to him.
2: It's in
0: vain. It's in vain. A lot of y'all are staying awake, keeping watch on things that don't matter to God. God is not out here to guard your blackness.
1: And it's only so much you can guard anyway. You only got two eyes, you only got one nose, you only got one mouth. Like it's only so much you can do to guard.
0: But you up though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What basically what we're saying is, is you you don't have no rest. God, whatever God is guarding and protecting, you can rest easy. You don't have to stay awake. Yeah. You, you you're finding yourselves hoarding money, trying to keep the riches you got, hoarding people, trying to protect the relationship. All it
1: takes is the right circumstances to knock that thing down. Tell God
0: to come and nullify relationships. You'd yeah. be like. I just wasted 10 years of my life. Yeah, you did. You did. Why? Because you was holding on to things God didn't hold on to. Yeah. God didn't deem it worth holding on to. But you ain't been obedient. So you doing it in vain. He says, it is vain for us to rise early and retire late. <laughs> How many people you know like that? We 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 in a, the arena of entrepreneurs. Yeah. All they talk about is
1: grinding. Hustle.
0: Hustling. What? Late nights,
1: early early mornings. Gary Vee, everything Gary
0: Vee said. He said, it's in vain.
1: Yeah.
0: It's in vain. Because you're not rising. You're not like the writer in Psalms. You're not rising in the morning to seek God.
2: Mm
0: -mm. He said, early I rise to meditate on your word. That's not why you rising early. You rising early to get to that bag. (laughs) You don't even know what's in that bag. It's vanity.
1: Yeah, because it's all money is just cycles through. You spend it, you get it again. You spend it, you like it's all just a cycle. It's like a rat. That's all it is. Rat on the
0: wheel. That's all it is. And so you got up early, went to bed late. He said, just so you can eat the bread of painful labor. Yep. See, this is another thing, And, and you know we just talking, but. I hope you understand what we're what we're saying. The interesting thing is is that you can eat bread without God. That's what people don't understand. They keep comparing themselves to the quote unquote world, keep comparing themselves to people who are not Christians or who are not followers of Christ, and they say they got this, they got more if not better things than you. So you tell me, whose God is really looking out for who? Mine's. <laughs> And I'm going <laughs> to tell you, simple. They eaten bread, but they eat the bread of painful labor. Yep. The juice wasn't worth the squeeze. When you see that person with whatever they have, you don't know what they gave to get it. You don't know what they lost to get it. He said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? He's letting you know you might eat bread, but it was painful labor.
1: Yeah, I even like, I go to a grocery store or something. You see a woman with her hair done and makeup on and stuff, and it's just like you go through all this, like for what, you know? And it, that's what it seems like. It seems like you go through all this to, I guess, to get a man or whatever your reason is, just to go home alone Don't,
0: and like. <laughs> but that's, that's the interesting thing. It's like. You know, just to give some context to what you're saying. Once, Well, first <laughs> of all, you're saying old, something that I, did I could not. so crazy. If I said it, you know, people would be losing their <laughs> mind right now. But I get what you're saying. And the context that, that helps me to inform what you're saying is, is that we should all ask ourselves, what are we doing? What are we doing it for? And we should ask ourselves, is it worth it? Because That's that, what I meant. That woman, That's what they, I meant, guys. Because she is getting dolled up, but w- why, we don't know. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know people's intention. But what we do want people... Well, to,
1: I, I just said grocery store, but I really was thinking about, you know, the clubs and stuff know, like that. But, but even
0: but, then, they feel fight would you. you know the But they'll purpose fight you tooth and nail on that. They'll right. never say the true intention.
1: Some of them do, but...
0: Some of them do. But Those are people who... They're not even listening to this part. <laughs> no, yeah,
1: that's true. But
0: for the person who knows the true intention, and it for for all intents and purposes, all intents and purposes, they are not going to tell you... That,
1: that that's their intention. that's though.
0: their intention.
1: You're right.
0: But I still want you to think about what your intention is. Mm-hmm. All of you. Think about your intention. I think about my intentions all the time. When I find myself doing things for things other than I was told to do it, I have to come to terms in my life that I, it's in vain. Do you get know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, when we understand how this works, God speaks it, it's done. That means that if God spoke something as it relates to you having a spouse, all you have to do is obey him and it's done. That means that your makeup, your measurements— your money, your beauty, your affluence, none of those things factored into it being done. No. Oh. The only thing that factored into it being done was you doing. hmm
1: I remember that time we business was uh, looking a little weak for us, and uh, we decided to walk around the area that we were living in to to knock on different businesses' doors. I mean, tell (laughs) us—we
0: printed out flyers, yeah—and we sat and we had a strategy session. This is a year into the business, and we like listen. These these, we got to get it. We know
1: our product is good. We We just the world needs to know
0: this. The world needs to know. So we what we do? We packed up.
1: Our flyers, Our
0: flyers, and we went to every hair salon, barbershop in the square block radius, and we was trying so hard, and we didn't get one phone call. Nope. And then God came and said, "Do one thing," and the one thing we did opened up a whole floodgate of things that we are still reaping the benefits of the seven extent. years later.
1: Yep. But you think about that painful labor that you're talking about walking on you know how humbling it is to walk around and knock on people's doors and do all of that uh, and it was all a simple that.
0: conversation that unlocked. Yep. Something that a week of going door to door couldn't unlock. Nope. All because if he speaks it and I do it, it's done.
1: Yeah. But it's the it's the more patient route. It's the more unknown route, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. People don't think want about that.
0: that. God can save you 10 years of club hopping with just one one measure of obedience. One measure of obedience. He can save you 10 years of uncomfortable dates.
1: Jesus.
0: With just one measure of obedience. He can save you 10 years of bodies. <laughs> Jesus at the dark.
1: Why are you getting like this towards the middle? <laughs> So
0: Towards the end almost. He gave you, save you 10 years of bodies, save you 10 years of STDs, 10 years of Nouveau rings, and a partridge in a pear tree.
1: Okay, Amen. you did all the things for women, and then what about men? 10
0: years of HPV, <laughs> <laughs> 10 years of baby dad, 10 years oh of child Jesus. support, 10 years of child support. <laughs> He can save you all of that
2: mm-hmm.
0: with what obedience. Let these other people make you feel like they grinding, girl. If you can't, you can't catch a man like that. What did uh, what did uh, what did uh, James say on Good Times? He told he told his daughter Thelma. He said, "You play hard to get. Hard to get, don't get got. Yeah, he <laughs> did. But. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Just obey God. You don't got to worry about, you don't got to question yourself on, am I playing hard to get? You don't have to question that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't have to question. Even I-
1: the time thinking about this yeah. stuff, like wondering and, yeah. yeah.
0: Come on, man. God got a net of fish for you. He got, some, he got a net of fish for you, net. <laughs> but one thing about it. You keep doing it your way, you can be washing empty nuts. Come on now, you can be washing empty nuts. <laughs> I don't, I don't want you washing empty nuts. <laughs> you just <laughs> you, like saying that. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of us. This is the cure to your loneliness, people. You won't be lonely when you snuggle up with a good obedience. Yeah. Forget it. Snuggling up with a good book. Snuggle up with a good obedience.
1: But I think, like we said, it, it's the unknown. And like a scripture, Hebrews eleven and three. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed by God's command. What is seen was made not was not made of what was visible. Ooh. So yeah, it's it's like how we talking about. We can't see what he's gonna do, so it's harder for us. We would rather go that painful route because at least we know we can try to make it happen. It
0: ain't God. If what is seen was made by what is seen. Mm -hmm. Come on now, ladies and men. If you can produce something, it wasn't God. He says, I speak everything into existence. I form everything with a mere command. I form everything with the word of God.
1: His prerogative is to make something out of nothing.
0: Something out of nothing. Yeah. If you up there taking something and making something, then you don't have nothing.
1: That's a recipe for disaster.
0: Something out of something is nothing. He said, I speak into the void and the chaos and create something. Mm -hmm. It ain't God if it's not something out of nothing.
2: That's right.
0: Yes. You look over on the other side of your bed, there's a void. But God going to speak to that void. And when it's time, he'll create something out of nothing.
1: That will last forever.
0: That will last. It will stand fast. Mm -hmm. It will last forever. Nobody and nothing can get in the way. Some of you feel like you married mistakes. (laughs) Guess what? You looking at a void. You already said that man good for nothing. Let God speak to your nothing. Yeah. God is speaking to your nothing. All you got to do is obey and it is done. He can take your empty bed or your empty head in the bed beside you and make it something. Mm. He can take your empty pockets and fill it with more bread than you could ever eat. But you'd let him. You have to let him speak, and you'd have to listen.
2: That's yes, right.
0: He wants to take the nothing and make something. He wants to take the invisible and make it visible. He wants you to never be able to take credit for it. Yeah. When somebody say, "What how did you do this?" I I can't say it was me. When somebody if somebody if I if I had everybody come in and look at our finances from our business and look at where we were to where we are, I wish I could give them a plan, a formula other than to say the very thing that Jesus mother said at that wedding in Cana. She said, "Do whatever Jesus says." Do whatever he says. Y'all got a long way to go if you still at the point of, I I don't even believe that Jesus talked. God bless you. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking to the people who know he talking and a little apprehensive on listening. Mm -hmm. Do whatever Jesus says. He was at a a wedding and, and they ran out of wine and Jesus' mother said, they have no more wine. Jesus said, this don't concern us. She said, don't concern us. It's not my time yet. It ain't time for me to get busy with the miracles. <laughs> and she just bypassed them. She looked over to the servants. She said, whatever this man say do, do it. Jesus said, you see those pots over there? It's four of them. They're all of them. All four of them can be filled up each with 30 gallons of water. Fill them all up to the brim. Then he said, dip and let the head of the wedding taste it. The man at the head of the wedding tasted. It, he said, Something happened. Y'all, most people put the best wine out first mm-hmm. and then put the cheap stuff out after the people are drunk. He said, But what I'm tasting here is the best wine.
1: The finest.
0: The finest. Now, some of y'all gotta understand what we're saying. Just like what I was saying about you may have bread, and they may have bread. But they had to work hard for this. You don't have to. He said he blesses his beloved in their sleep. You don't have to work hard for this. We just told you. We was walking blocks.
1: Or or when you think about working hard and like like... I feel like we have to work hard, but more spiritually. You get what I mean? Like our effort changes. Like it shifts. Like I put more effort towards my faith and obedience than the actual... Absolutely. Activity. That's what if that makes about. sense. Yes. Yeah.
0: But that's why he said painful labor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's talking about a physical thing here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Put it in this context. What's the use in playing in the NFL and getting to the Hall of Fame if your brain's so beat up you can't even speak a, 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 an acceptance speech? Yeah. What's the use of playing in the NFL and winning Super Bowl rings if your hands are too mangled up for you to even put the rings on? He said, These people are eating the bread of painful labor. Yeah. God don't want you to destroy yourself trying to build yourself. He wants you to, to destroy your flesh to build your spirit. That's
2: right.
0: That's what he's looking for. So he said, Man, this is the best wine. When you obey God, he takes nothing and makes something, and it's better than whatever else there is. Yeah, you look at the world and you be like, they got a lot of fine things, but not as fine as yours. Nope. If you obey God, not as fine as yours. You be like, man, their marriage, you know, tons of people just looking and just just envying yeah. and desiring be like, oh, I want a marriage like that. God's like, that marriage is wine. But if you obey me, i give you fine wine. The best. You'll think that I was slumming or anything else. <laughs> yeah. But we missed that. I had a plan for my life. And what everything that God has done in my life through my obedience paled in comparison to what I wanted. I'm embarrassed to say what I wanted to do. Yeah. I'm embarrassed to say what I wanted my wife, my life, my wife, <laughs> all so of sorry. that. I'm embarrassed to say what I wanted that to look like. Because
1: mm-hmm. the thing about it is everything he does reveals his glory, and his glory will always pale in comparison to our little mere like. Because why would he
0: spend time forming it before he ever formed me in his womb if it was nothing but vanity? Yeah. God's not, come on, you don't even plan for your next day. He planned for your whole existence before you existed. <laughs> Why would he plan your whole existence before you existed just for you to do nothing? Nothing.
2: Yeah.
0: Nothing. I want it's come on. I, I took a nutrition class in college, and most of y'all did because it's an easy biology credit without taking labs. <laughs> but in that class. They made us do a food journal. You had to make notes and take notes of everything you ate. And you, after I was taking notes of all day, of all the things I ate, it made me realize some things about my diet and what I was doing and made me think of why I was doing it. Mm-hmm. We need to take an inventory. Some of y'all, I just y'all need to take a life. Life journal mm-hmm. And just document The things you doing Every day Document the hours You spend on this earth Really take An inventory
1: Especially and, old Our older Older audience It's like Because you get caught up in, in a cycle And you do the same thing Every day But yeah You don't Take a second to
0: But what is it? Yeah And then after you Take that life journal And parse out Organize everything You did Into little sections now, after you organize in the sections of job, recreation, sleep, all of that. Now I want you to make two sections. Parse everything over to things you wanted to do or things you feel God wanted you to do. And we can go from there. <laughs> because honestly, that's where we at. What we at is if it's either obedience or disobedience. Even doing something right can be disobedience. It's either doing what God said or it's not doing what he
2: said.
0: That's That's the thing about obedience is that he's very clear on what he wants. So if you deviate off of it one iota, You've disobeyed him. Yeah. It's just, this is the reality of it. And lastly, before we close out, Luke chapter 6, verse 46 to 49. He said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but do not do what I say? Those type of scriptures, I, I, it shouldn't be anybody saying they need some more interpretation. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's
1: plain as It's about as plain as
0: it, it's gets. About as plain as it yeah. can get. That's like your your parents saying, "Now, why didn't you do what I said?" And you like, I don't know. Don't give God an I don't know. Really think about it. Really answer that even, question.
1: Even the fact that he's saying "Lord," it's like you're saying that I'm Lord. Okay, You're acknowledging me as that. Yeah, but you don't do what I say.
0: Take that question to heart. Don't consider it rhetorical. Don't laugh at it. Don't shake your head at it like, "Mm, amen. Think about it for a second. Sister, brother that's listening or other, (laughs) why do you call him Lord, Lord, and don't do what he said? Why do you call him Lord, Lord, and don't do what he said? Ask yourself that at the end of the day. Did I do what he said?
1: Or how we say Jesus is the center of our lives and all this stuff. We proclaim all these things and all these songs, but when you think about our lives and the things we do in our day, it's like, how is he the center of your day again? How is everything revolving around him? Mm. Oh,
0: draw.
1: I had to do that for myself. Hey, That's why I can talk oh, about. Oh yeah,
0: it. let's kick it some more. <laughs> let's draw out all the things you did for the day, and then let's let's play a little. Let's do a little astronomy. What of all that you've done today orbits around God? Just build yourself a little solar system. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to guarantee you this. Your solar system will be a galaxy of sin. (laughs) There won't be not one planet, not one moon, not one star orbiting around God's obedience. You look over at the at the sun and be like, "It's nothing over there." Look over at disobedience, and that's you got Pluto. A, you got a galaxy. Yeah, that's right. God's word is Pluto. Just sit. God's word is Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you you orbiting you orbiting disobedience. Come on, we come on. People be saying they do say that. They say Jesus is a sinner, and their life don't revolve around God. Come on now.
1: That's some deep stuff to proclaim.
0: Yeah, you say Jesus is a sinner, but you ain't got no bullseye. You just got bull. (laughs) Come on now. Right? Yes. Yes. Yes, all true. He said in verse 47 of Luke chapter 6. I will show you what he is like who comes to me, hears my word, and acts on it. Mm. Some of us, we only did one of those things. Some of us only did two of those things. But we need to do all three of those things. Yep. If you ain't did all three of them, you missing out.
1: In that order.
0: In that order. You need to come to God, you need to hear God, and you need to act on it. That's right. You come, you hear, you act, you receive. You don't receive enough, you receive and then some. That's awesome. Yeah. He said, he is like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid his foundation on the rock. Mm -hmm. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you something. When it comes to success, your house will look like the other guy's house. When it comes to marriage, your house will look like the other guy's house. When it comes to single or careers or money, your house will look like the other guy's house. Your money just as green as Bill Gates' money. But one question is, what is your money built on? One question is, what is your career built on? One question is, what is your marriage built on? One question is, what is your church built on? If it's not built on coming, hearing, and acting on the word of God, it's not a sure foundation. Yeah.
1: It's like what we fail to realize is that, like, all these things in our lives, like, yeah, you listed our houses and money. Like, we're going to get those things. You work hard and you go to a nine to five every single day. Yeah. You're, you're going to get promoted. You're going to get, like, it's going to happen. But like you said, what is the purpose of this? What is this? What are these things in your life built on? What is this trying, foundation you have?
0: Most of my days are spent having Bible studies of some form, either with myself with people at, and with my family, with the church, most of the days of my week are filled with talking about the Word. And one thing that I notice is that in the midst of talking about the Word, people still will hear your Word, receive it, but two seconds later, act opposite of it. Three seconds later, speak opposite of it. hmm 20 seconds later, do something totally obtuse to the right angle of God's word. Mm -hmm. And you just look and be like, huh? So you don't want the benefits of this? You just sat through it. Come on now. I'm not a breeze to sit around and listen to. You just sat through me talking for an hour and didn't make that hour count. You just sat and listened to me for nothing. You labored in vain. You labored in vain. Come on, you didn't went to church for, you, you didn't wasted a perfectly good brunch Sunday, <laughs> going to church for the last five years, all for you to come here and not act. Yep. You didn't wasted a perfectly good body. <laughs> you just saw, come on. I'm gonna keep it real. We are gonna get this Jesus after dark in this week. You didn't wasted a perfectly good body to be used and for your enjoyment. <clears throat> you didn't wasted that so that you could do what? Be chaste before the Lord, but you don't obey him? So you came, you heard, but you ain't act. Come on now. That's not even that's not even using common sense. That's not that's not thinking wisely. That's not taking advantage of God's obedience. His obedience leads to success. So if you obeying God, where's the success? So obedience leads to stability. If you obeying God, where's your stability? Where's your security? Where's your happiness? Where's your joy? Where's this marriage that can stand the test of anything? Where's this? peace that can stand the test of anything where's this mind that can stand the test of anything I want to see it if you obey it. that was episode 38 episode 38 alright y'all pray for us you know our prayers go out to Antoinette and her family They she lost her grandfather so we pray for her and her family as they walk in obedience yes in the midst of everything but as always, we thank you for listening. Head on over to Overtime for those of you who are on Patreon. There's some wonderful things in there for you to listen to. God bless.